Good afternoon. My music played out. That was a perfect fade in, man. How's it going this afternoon, everybody? Hi there. How's it going, Ida? Um, hope everybody's having a great Tuesday. I think it's Tuesday. Is it Tuesday or Monday? It's Monday. Is it Monday or Tuesday? It's it's Monday, right? No, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. God bless. Pray for me. <laughs> that means I'm too busy. That's what that means. Hope you guys are having a great week. It's good to see everybody this afternoon. Um, just jumping on here real quick. I do have some prophetic insight about what's going on. That's sad. That's so sad. I, I really actually everything has been so busy around us right now because God is moving everything really, really fast with, with our team right now and moving the ministry fast forward into a new direction. So we're super excited. God, you guys load up fast. <clears throat> I know. Pray for me. That's so bad. That's so bad. That's so bad. So anyway, we're almost done with October. I'm so excited. Yay. And if you made it through October, praise God. Praise. Thank God. Thank God. Got so much to share with you guys. Have so much to share with you guys today. A lot of good stuff. A lot of great stuff. Not just the word either. Ezekiel's will has got some really cool stuff about to start happening for the public. And if you guys have been watching us a while and you like what you hear, here. I mean, I'm a, I'm a truth warrior, so I'm also apostolic intercession, trying to help the front runner step into a new place. Um, but if you like what you hear, we have some really great surprises in store for you because we're going to be opening up our Monday night live to the public, which is every Monday night, every other Monday night, actually, every other Monday night. And we're going to be teaching you how to battle high level witchcraft. And all this interesting stuff teaching you about the ins and outs of intercession that are going to really boost your prayer time. Really going to boost your prayer time. And, and hopefully, if you like what you hear after uh, attending some of our sessions, you can come on board and you can join. Uh, uh, we can onboard you and then kind of help you step into getting you cleaned up which will amp up your intercession even higher. That's a, that's a, that's a tip and a trick to the trade. Um, if you want firepower, that's a way to get the firepower is getting your hearts cleaned up and, and stepping into this new place of love to where love is because love is the most powerful force on earth. And so we want to be a part of your journey. We want to help you do that. And so our leadership teams have been meeting. We met in Galveston about a week and a half ago for a week. And then we've met again, uh, God has got us on a fast track right now. He's everything's happening so fast. I can barely keep up with it, but we are so excited to step into this new place. And so hopefully we can help you step into yours and hopefully you can be a part of our journey. Um, we're on several different websites. So you can catch me on Facebook. I have a personal site there that you can join me on. You can friend me. I think it's on Missy H123. I think it's my number. Missy H773. I think it's Missy H773. And um, then uh, here on YouTube, subscribe. So yeah, hit the subscribe button. Send us a message, yeshuanavigator at gmail.com if you're interested in knowing a little bit more. But yeah, we've got a lot of new things fixing to start popping up for you guys and to start helping you move forward faster. That's the uh, that's that's really what God has really used my vessel in the last 35 years is to help people move very, very fast through kingdom to get you at the right place at the right time at all times. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's so good to see everybody. I didn't think I'd have very many people because I was running late, but I've got a word. God, I don't want to say prophetic word because I don't want to just feel like you turn God on like a spigot. That's not my heart. Um, it's interesting because my, my journey with the Lord is, 
it's, I love my journey with the Lord, first of all, because every time I open my Bible, he's always talking to me. He's always talking to me. And even when I don't think he's talking to me, he's talking to me. And I actually had it last night, which I'm going to share in here because I was talking to our team yesterday and I'm going to talk a little bit about it today too, about what do you do in the dark places of life? How do you get yourself redirected? What do you do to get yourself redirected so that you stay on track to keep praying something through out of the old and into the new? And that's not today's topic. It's just a part of the subtopic of the topic. But before we go there, this is the title. It's called Stiff Neck Digression, Screaming Eagle Progression into Truth, and then the Conceit of a Fool. I'll say the title for you again. Stiff Neck Digression, Screaming Eagle Progression into Truth, and then the Conceit of a Fool. I don't know about you, but I was like, ooh. And so this is the journey of October. This is what October is all about. It's the fight between the serpent side of yourself and the eagle side of yourself. Now, if you've been faithful and obedient, I'm going to stress the obedient. That's half the journey. Um, through January 1 through April the 4th, April 30th, excuse me, January 1 through April 30th. Those are high deliverance months for any believer, any intercessor, especially front runners. Those are your high deliverance months. So those are the months where you're going to want to focus on asking God if there's any unclean thing in you. Now, if you just happen to miss it, just got a little busy, a little busy through January, a little caught up in the year through technology, whatever your life entailed, and you missed it. Well, then you've got C2. You've got wonderful C2. God loves C2, where we enter and we come out of the cleansing of the washing of the water of the word part of God's heart, which is C1. And then you enter into C2, which is the fiery part of God's heart. Where if it didn't wash off you, it's fixing to be burned off you. Okay. And then if it doesn't get burned off you, that's where you get stuck. Okay. So I'll, I'll explain this a little bit as best I can. C2 is the hardest part of the year. That's April 30th through September the 15th, because you've got two types of fire you're battling with. And that's strange fire versus Holy Ghost fire. And by the way, if you onboard and decide to join us for Monday Night Lives, I hope you do. It's free. Um, You'll learn about all these glossary terms and things that we're talking about here. You'll hear us talking about different uh, catchphrases and different trigger words and things like that, that, that we utilize as front runners and stuff and utilize within the heart of God. And so if this is new to you, this is where we, this is where all this information comes from. But in C2, it's difficult because you're dealing with strange fire versus Holy Ghost fire. And if you don't know how to navigate through the strange fire, and you, you're refusing to get free, you think you're okay, let me, re, let me just give everybody a little bit of insight. None of us are ever free. None of us are ever truly going to be made perfect until we go home to be with the Lord. And so our main objective is to continue to be transformed, okay? There are no perfect people in this life. The only perfect person was Jesus Christ or is Jesus Christ. But our, our goal is to become more Christ-like, right? To become more loving. And so what C2 gives us the opportunity to do is to step out of the old and into the new by choosing to get free from the witchcraft from within. Now, if you've got a lot of, if you're impacted by a lot of witchcraft around you, say, in your thinking, uh, where else would it impact you? In your speech, in your actions, it's like creates, you're always walking in a fog kind of a thing. Um, if that's always around you, chances are you need to get free from something from within. Okay. So out of the heart flow, the issues of life, 
And so you're dealing with it from within first, and then you have to battle it from without. But if you've dealt with it from within, the outside part's not going to have that big of an impact on you. Okay, so you got to get rid of the, the witchcraft from your bloodlines, witchcraft within your heart. Now, what does that entail? That's probably Jezebel. Jezebel's the mother of witchcraft. She's the mother of manipulation and control. She's the mother of bitterness, by the way. Bitterness is the gatekeeper that lets her in. And she gets her power, that demon gets its power off the fears on that vessel. How many people out there have fears? I think everybody struggles with some type of fear or another. So you got to deal with these things. If you're going to get inspected through the eye of God, that's the ninth of Av, and be approved by God to go on through into October. Hello, October is the month of judgment. That's the reason why we have the fight between the serpent side of us and the eagle side of us. Because God's an ever watchful eye. He's watching from September 15th, actually, it's usually in July. And then as we move into the head of the year, that's your new door of opportunity to even get more free if you've been approved to come higher. Um, because you're still battling your way forward into October. Always as you move into the vessels trying to improve itself through the C3 part of God's heart, that's the earth portion. And this is not new age, by the way. God invented all this stuff first. He created it all first. Then you move higher into the spirit part of God's heart, which is C4. Um, and C3, pardon me, C3, C4 are actually uh, the most prevalent times of the year where we see so much angelic activity. So much angelic activity. And especially in C4, as we come into uh, the worship of Christ through uh, November, December, preferably uh, Christian uh, the Christmas. And so, if I can think. But the battle really transpires in October. It's like your last attempt before God says, I'm sorry, you have to go take another lap around the mountain. Or you get judged. You get, it's a judgment where God's saying, I'm sorry. I can't let you go up into the higher dimension of my spirit because you didn't choose to get free. And so that's why October is so significant in our ob obedience and, and choosing to get free because we have a choice. You don't have to do anything in this life, but live, die, and pay taxes. That's it. Preferably and receive Jesus if, you, if you're smart. But a lot of people don't even have that much common sense. But here we go. Witchcraft. Which witchcraft hitting you with today? I told you you're seeing the end of October, thank God. But we're also beginning to see the digression of the stiff-necked and the progression of the freed eagles. And so if you've got a sense of, of a newness in the air, it started about two days ago, a, a sense because it, it's been really, really hard like until about two days ago. Did y'all get that? Was it really hard on you until about two days ago? Where you started... Uh, it was like this resistance like that you've never felt before resistance that it's, and it's the witchcraft actually too, that's battling you. It's that serpent side. And it's also the serpent and other people around you trying to keep you from coming out of the old and into the new, because unfortunately we live in a society where people have the attitude of, well, it's like the crabs in a pot where they have this attitude of, well, if I'm stuck, then everybody's going to be stuck because then two wrongs make a right. And I used to tell our people, actually, when I was out at CTTC, I used to be a drug and alcohol minister out there. And we used to tell our clients out there, because um, the Lord gave me this analogy. He said, you know, you're going to have friends. They're going to have people around you all the time as you're coming higher. And I tell you this not because you need counseling for drug and alcoholism, but 
Maybe you do. I don't know. <laughs> but no, I mean this with all the love in, intended. But you're always going to have people around you. doesn't matter if it's in the church or in your family, at work. doesn't matter in your friendships. doesn't matter. That aren't going to want to go where God's taking you. They're not going to want to go there because they don't have the same spiritual insights you've got or they, they don't have the same hunger you've got. And so I always just tell our clients out there, you know, you're going to have those friends who are going to come up to you and they're going to say, no, you know, you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't go that. That may not be God. You know that I don't know. And they're like the crabs in the pot trying to hold the one crab back while the water's boiling underneath. But, you know, God's told you to do something. You know, God told you he gave you a word and all it takes is one word from God to change your heart and change your life. Right. So, But, you know, God gave you a word and you're like, no, I got to go. I got to go. I don't know about you, but I'm going. And you just have this inner drive to go somewhere because you know God's taking you somewhere, Abraham. So he's saying, come out from amongst them. Come out from amongst them. I'm taking you somewhere new. So then you have those groups of friends. And if that first thing doesn't work, their first tactic doesn't work, then they're going to use the two peas in a pod mentality. Of, you know, we're best friends and we do everything together. And I just don't know what I do without you and all these different kinds of scenarios. And that's the second scenario. The third scenario is two birds of a feather flock together. And I used to tell our clients about that. And, but yet when the first bird's going through changes and has decided to change and be changed for Christ, you send the other one catapulting because he can't deal with the changes that the first one's going through. Because when one person's decided to stay on a different spiritual page than you're choosing to move into, you're moving higher. Everybody can't go where Christ is taking you. So you have to choose to do some things alone in your life. And this is the place we find ourselves in the body. So for those of you who have been obedient and getting free in this season, congratulations. You just got promoted. You made it through the screaming Eagle season, the fight between the serpent and the snake. And that's God's goal for every one of us is to get the flesh off, get the serpent off, get the devil's heart off, your zodiac sign off. That's the devil's clock. And let God transform you into his image. That's the Maseroth for God. That's God's clock. The zodiac is the devil's clock, the devil's heart. The Maseroth is God's clock, God's heart. And it's made up around the 12 tribes of Israel which are each depicting a personality trait. Every tribe of Israel has a, a part of God's heart, a part of his personality. And as you move through the clock every year, you're attaining more of his heart, hopefully, by getting free from you and losing your earthboundness and coming up higher into the things of the Spirit. So you're coming up higher into Christ's love and into Christ's personality, becoming more like Jesus, hopefully. So what you should be feeling is that the enemies that participated in the serpent side of themselves around you are digressing backwards and losing power over you. Oh. <laughs> Makes me happy. So that's a good thing. That happened about two days ago. And so this is the best news yet. Because where you're headed, the Lord says, is extraordinary. Because of the surprises that God has in store for you there. And I'll tell you a little bit about what you've come out of. Tell me if I'm right. I'm not trying to be right. I'm just telling you what I've experienced. Actually, early death assignments have been very, very high. The last three weeks. I'll say the last 19 days. Early death majorly. I like, like higher than any other year that I've ever walked in in my life. Um, 
With intercessors experiencing spells, magic, witchcraft decrees hitting their throats, breath, or voices, uh, which many of you might have been hit with blanket spells and have shortness of breath. Have you been having that happen to you? That's to shut your voice down. The enemy, you've been so effective as an intercessor, the enemy has been trying to shut you down through the occult by trying to take you out. And it's to hinder your voice from going forth into the new. But this new place that God has been having you decree over for your tomorrow is to see if you would land and die and, and move out of past sorrows. Or if you would choose to go back to your mess. Or if you would press and forge on forward into the new. Allowing God to get rid of the old you. You get me? Did you get what God just said to you? It was all a test. See, sometimes God will put situations in our path. Thank you, Holy Spirit. He'll put situations in our path that even whether they're injustices or whether it's just blatant wrong, whether it's just animosity of people, persecution, you label it. And when the enemy sees that you're choosing to press on despite what he's putting in your path, he's like, I got to take care of this one because this one is figuring this whole process out. And you got to know the process. Let me tell you, the fastest way to move through God's heart, that's why we're here to help you. Ezekiel's will loves to help you move through God's heart. Um, but you got to know and understand the seasons that you're walking through and understand what God expects of you if you want to succeed. And so this whole ideology of doing church as usual, like we've done in the past, that's been nixed. God's not doing that anymore. He's like, yeah, that was for that season. Now I'm looking for a bride who wants to mature and be that warring bride alongside of me. I'm not looking for people who want business as usual. I'm looking for the ones that want the extraordinary because I'm about to give it to them. And your life's going to become extraordinary. So the Lord says this. And this scripture actually was given to me yesterday by the Lord uh, for the screaming eagles, uh, where many of the remnant have chosen to come up higher in the heart of God, despite the cost. And what's really, really cool. And I wish I had the dog on it. Uh, did you see the thing in Gateway Pundit where they were talking about the screaming eagle, the 101st Airborne Division, who was um, had been deployed to Europe for the first time in 80 years? Did y'all catch that yesterday in the news? I think it was yesterday or the day before. I think it was day before, actually. Day before? Day before. So, remember, I lost track of time. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm in my right mind. But um, they've been deployed. And when I saw, I saw something about the Screaming Eels about four years ago, actually. And I thought, that is the coolest meme. I found it on a meme. So I posted it everywhere without knowing. Now, if you, I've talked to you a little bit about my dad. My dad was Special Forces in the Airborne Division, but also he was with the 49th, but also with the 101st Airborne Division. And I, and I saw when I pulled that up in Gateway Pundit and I put the two, to, two and two together and I saw their mascot, the 101st Airborne Division being deployed to Europe for the first time in 80 years. And their mascot, hello, was the Screaming Eagles. <laughs> hey, yeah, let's go. I was like, Mom, did you know that Dad was a Screaming Eagle? And she just kind of looked over. My, my family's very docile. They're all leaders. But we were just kind of, she looked over at me. She said, yes, Melissa, I did. I did. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God. Because I put the prophetic two together 
I put the two together and I thought, oh my gosh, that is so prophetic for this month. That is so prophetic. So God has got the screaming eagles coming out now where we're coming out with the truth and God's saying, like it or not, ready or not, here I come. Here Jeremiah comes. That's why all the last two weeks you've been hearing me prophesy. And I thought, this is so strange. Jeremiah is so ministers to my spirit right now the book of jeremiah and and it's because he was such a truth-filled prophet and so the lord says it right now from this point on this new transition place on you're going to be seeing truth prophets come out of the woodwork and they're not going to be holding anything back they're going to be like ready or not here he comes and they're not going to give a rip what you think they're not going to give a rip what you feel they're just going to tell you what god says because they know they're accountable to him. So the Lord's saying the screaming eagles, 101st airborne division, happy about that. But the Lord says, he told me when I saw that, I went out on the back porch after I saw that and I was taking our dogs out. And the Lord says, you just got promoted. And I said, I, I was like, really? And he said, yeah, you chose the eagle side. And he said, and for those who chose their serpent side, he goes, they're demoted. He goes, when they chose to do what they've done, he goes, they got demoted because they decided that they knew more than I. And I thought, wow. He said, it was only a test, Missy. It was only a test. And I put it down. I came in and I was like, hallelujah. hallelujah. I'm so excited. I can't even see straight. Fast forward. Here we go. So we're seeing the old wineskins being sloughed off now where once they had had strongholds on our lives, either through old ministry, stuck under the apparatus of religion or relig relationships. So you're feeling that freedom kind of slough off you, or not the freedom, but the, the freedom come on you, but the, because the old wineskin is sloughing off of you of the things that held you hostage. God says you got free because you chose me. You chose me. And so the obedient ones, for the obedient ones, Lord says, you're beginning to see the breaking of a new dawn. And that's what this new season, this sensing of a new season is all about. And so where God is releasing us to move forward into the high places of Yahweh. So the actual fight has been over truth. Did you know that? Over your truth versus someone else's truth. God's truth versus someone else's perception of their hearing God or their ability to hear the Lord. Hey, good afternoon, Pascal. And, and so... This is, you know, do you understand that when you move from faith to faith and glory to glory, if you haven't chose to get free, you're going to be stuck in your story. Okay, you move from faith to faith and glory to glory. And so God is wanting us to participate and get us cleaned up so that we can hear him at higher levels. So perception is reality in our being able to hear God correctly. If you haven't gotten cleaned up, you're thinking you're okay, but you're operating in an old wineskin and it's polluting your ability to hear God because you haven't come up, come up higher yet. The cloud has moved on. You've chosen to stay in this old way of doing things. When the cloud moved on, he said, this is the new way of doing things. And this is the way I'm going to be doing things from now on. So God's like, I told you when I told you to get cleaned up, I didn't speak it for my health. So this is a place where the enemies and the new enemies of God having been made from old wineskins because they demanded their own way, where now they're having to fight God himself. The battle's not yours anymore. For those of you who stood up for the truth, it's not yours anymore. 
And I couldn't be happier to give you this message than the man of the moon. And, and it's because you refuse to accept the lie. And they got stuck because they refused to accept God's ways and his word. So just like what happened to Judah and what happened to Edom and what happened to Amnon back in Jeremiah's day, which brings us to the word. Actually, we're doing pretty good on time here. And you can go look it up yourself. Follow me with Jeremiah 44, 26 through Actually, this is the preface to that word. But the Lord gave me before I stepped in, and I'm going to give you a taste of what the Lord was talking about yesterday, about the cost of serving yourself. Cost of serving yourself for other gods or considering yourself your own God. When you think you know more than God. And I, I'm seeing this so much right now in the body um, where I'm seeing so many. You know, in the Bible, where it talks about in the end times, even the elect will be deceived. And, and they're becoming deceived because I believe God is moving so fast and it's hard to keep up with him. But when God is teaching you and telling you how to move through the spirit of his heart and through his heart, and he's teaching you his ways of things, he's expecting you to step in and apply his ways, not continue on in your own, lest you stay in a daze, D-A-Z-E. So, this pertains to that where Jeremiah said to all the people, including the women, he said, hear the word of the Lord. All you people of Judah and Egypt, Egypt was a foreign land. They were held prisoner, right? So this is what the Lord Almighty said of Israel. He said, or excuse me, the God of Israel says, the Lord God Almighty, the God of Israel says, he says to you, you and your wives have done what you said you would do when you promised. We will certainly carry out the vows we made to burn incense and pour our drink offerings to the queen of heaven. And he said, and they said, go ahead then, do what you promised, keep your vows. But hear the word, this is Jeremiah talking to them actually. And he said, do, go ahead then, do what, do what you promised, keep your vows. But hear the word of the Lord. He said, you can do what you think is right in your own eyes. But hear the word of the Lord for those of you who choose to stay and do what's right in your own eyes. All you Jews living in Egypt, I swear by my great name, says the Lord, that no one from Judah living anywhere in Egypt will ever again invoke my name or swear. And as surely as the sovereign Lord lives, for I'm watching over them for harm, not for good. The Jews in Egypt will perish by sword and famine until they're destroyed. And those who escape the sword, this is the remnant of Jews, and return to the land of Judah from Egypt will be very, very few. Then the whole remnant of Judah who came to live in Egypt will know whose word will stand mine or theirs there's a way that seems right to a man but the end is death and you can think you're hearing god all day long this is why i tell our people perception is reality for one but for two test the spirit because i just had this happen yesterday where a young man on our team um told me that he perceived me Tell him one thing that was so far from truth. And I said, you know what? No offense. I believe you're in a high warfare zone, but I would never tell you something like that because I believe in supporting you and I believe in supporting your dreams. And I want you to become all God has for you. And he got, he just came alive. He was like, he goes, really? I mean, kind of a thing. And I could tell because it was a dream that he really wanted to pursue. And so this goes back to you. I'm not trying to get off, but this pertains to you coming out of a dark place too and holding on to your dreams where the reason why you have to cultivate your relationship with Jesus first 
first, not listen, not just listening to your pastors, where you have to be in the word every day. You have to know that voice of the Lord for yourself, by yourself. You don't need to be depending on people like me or any other voice. You need to know him intimately yourself. Because God says, my sheep know my voice and they only follow after me. But because of the times we live in and because of hot zones, I call them hot zones for hotbeds of witchcraft. Everybody lives in such different places and some of your zones are full of more witchcraft than others. And it's going to hinder your hearing. So that's why you have to be in the word day in and day out. You have to be seeking him. You have to be. And because if you don't and you're not getting free, and I confronted the person. I said, you know, you need to be seeking the Lord and seeking if there are any things in your heart that are hindering you from hearing more clearly. Because all the self, all the bloodline cursings, all this stuff that you think doesn't matter, well, I'll get to that when I get to that, it's hindering you from advancing. It's hindering you from clearly hearing the way in which you should walk. And then there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is death because you keep being led astray by all these inner voices that are getting in the way of Yahweh. So God's saying, it's the season to get cleaned up now. I'm looking for a pure, spotless bride. And so when this young man heard this at the end of the conversation, I said, how does that make you feel? And he said, I- I'm, I'm happy. He's, I'm really happy. Because not only did he get his dream back, he's stepping into more le- levels of truth. So the truth sets you free right? So God's trying to get you and teach you how to hear the truth, how to recognize the truth and how to hang on to the truth. Once he gives you a prophetic word about something, even in the dark places, even if you're at a higher level and a more seasoned warrior. So that didn't happen for this group of people. They got stiff necked. They thought they knew more than God. They thought they were God, which brings us to the word, which is Jeremiah 48, one through 49, 22. It's talking about relying on other gods. And this has actually been the message all week. I'm, I've been talking and reading about Jeremiah all week long. Same message. People thinking they know more than God. And if you know any, anything about the cities in this chapter, this is fascinating, which makes this conversation super exciting today because it's really fascinating when you break down the names prophetically of what these cities mean as you try to advance into your tomorrow during October. Check this out. The first city was named Moab, the second Amnon, the third Edom, okay? The prophetic name for Moab is a biblical name for the land just short of the promised land. Hello. <laughs> Woo! But the pride, the downside of Moab, is what got their goat. It's what kept her from entering in because she did things her own way. So she got judged. And then... Let's move into Amnon. The meaning of the name Amnon is called a faithful and true tutor. A faithful and true teacher. Have you learned from the past? Do you keep getting hung up in your old ways of behaving, um, in your old mindsets and things that keep tripping you up? Um, The thing that God wants to set you free from, like you have anniversary demons, and I'm not going to keep hitting you I was a lot of information, so you lose track. But there's when you do some of you have issues like right before you get ready for breakthrough at certain times of the year, you recognize the same patterns yearly or the thing, same things hitting you time after time. 
where you're thinking, I went through that last time right before my breakthrough and then it kept me from entering in. It kept me from getting a breakthrough. That's called an anniversary demon. Okay, so that's an old mindset. It's an old wineskin. So God's trying to break it off of you. It's called witchcraft. It's trying to keep you from entering in and having the thing God wants to give to you. And then check this out. This is what gets concerning to me. Then it talks about Edom. Now we're talking about Moab, Amnon, and Edom. You can go look these up yourself. Edom, the name prophetically means red. And the Hebrew Bible relates it to the name of its founder, Esau, the elder son of the Hebrew patriarch, Isaac, because he was born red all over. <clears throat> Pardon me. And as a young adult, he sold his birthright to his brother Jacob for a portion of red pottage. Everything that looked like, sounds like, tastes like, and then he was, he was so easily distracted to me. Esau was so easily distracted, and he was always he didn't really care. He didn't think it really, really mattered, but it mattered to God. And so God took it to the next generation. He took the blessing to the next generation. So this entire scripture is about relying upon the things around us or in us instead of relying on God. Getting distracted when God's calling you into deeper intimacy. Where you have to decide when you're called deeper. Who's God and who's not? You have a choice in those moments. Because in the season, God is tired of having the conversation with hearts who've already made up their minds to serve themselves. Unlike Esau. Esau was self-serving. People that think they know that they know more than God don't know how to humble themselves before holy God. And I'm not trying to be arrogant and telling you that I think everybody's got seasons of pride that we have to work our way through. But I'm telling you, if you ever catch, catch pride sneak up on you, you need to be quick to repent and say, God, get it out of me. Get it out of me. Because that's the one thing the enemy will use. Pride goes before a fall. And it, it'll sneak in there. It's subtle. But many hearts, the Lord says in this season, because we're living in a society where many hearts have been serving themselves for so long, even in the church, that they actually expect God to approve and just join in with their deception. The Lord says, this is an hour where I'm bringing my people into all truth. Hey, Serge, how's it going? And the Lord says, this is also the place of new direction. Remember, I talked about that at the beginning of our conversation, where many hearts have had to walk in barren, dark places where they didn't know where God was taking them. But it was also a testing ground of trust to see if those hearts would take God at his word and just trust him. And knowing that he was faithful. And ah, and so this is where the real test for us comes to see in this place if we'll be faithful, keep following God, even when we don't know where he's leading us. Is that the place you find yourself in right now? Or are you in the place like Esau? So you're either progressing with the eagle or you're digressing with the serpent side of yourself. My prayer is that you're going forward with the ego. And if you're not, it's time to get cracking. So this is the new place that God's talking about from above, which what happens when, to God's people when they try to be their own God. And God says, we have a lot of people stuck in this place right now. We have a lot of people trying to be their own God. They're, they're fearful of submitting to a power greater than themselves. It's the 
100% the problem with the world right now. They want to be their own God. They're taught to be their own God, but now it's infiltrated into the church through Jezebel where we see manipulation and control taking place where people have lost their trust in a holy God and they've fallen away from love and love's ways. And so God's like, I'm bringing you back to the basics of love. And I'm trying to teach you the processes of my heart. I'm trying to take you through month by month to teach you what to expect when I, when I want to impart. And so the Lord says, if you choose to stay in your own ways, then you have nobody to blame but yourself when I bring you into judgment or I bring you into inspection seasons when I've already told you long before you got there that it was coming. So he's teaching us, if you've been walking with the Lord on my life for a while, we've taken you through the heart of God. How many, this is almost our 10th year now, our 10th year, we're entering into our 10th year in 2023. And so we've, we've taken you through this a few times. We've learned a few things, hopefully, and we're teaching you about what to expect during different seasons and how to advance quickly if you're following and tracking with us. Hopefully you are. If not, hit the subscribe button. That's a good time to do that. And so a lot of things that God's trying to teach us so that we don't get caught up in this mess. But what happens to people who try to be their own God? What happens? Well, it says their wealth is plundered, their defenses are torn down, and they wind up losing everything like these other cities or like the three kings that fell. Judah, I think it was Zedekiah, King Zedekiah, because they fell prey to the witchcraft in their atmospheres, which was caused from not getting free from within. And this is why many hearts are acting out of character at present, says the Lord. It's also why so many hearts got caught up in the enemy's snare because their heart conditions found them out. When we hit the month of October, we see what's inside of ourselves from prior seasons. And when we refuse to get free, the gunk comes out. When the pressure comes on, the gunk comes out. We can't help but be who Christ made us to be. And so your sin will find you out. Your heart's condition will find you out. So then they're led into captivity by false gods. And so this is what happens when our lives digress and then we wind up with the mess that we created because we chose not to get free. Which leads us to 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 22. And it speaks about unfaithful stewardship, faithful servants. Are you faithful? with where God has you right now? Or do you just think this is church as usual? Um, this is funny. I was, I'll, well, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I was talking to my mom about some things that she's been noticing in the church. And um, and it, it is, it's concerning to me because I see it around me too, where there are things that I'm seeing that I never dreamed that I would see in people. And People don't understand that God is very, very serious in this hour where he's telling us, I'm coming and I'm do I'm enduing you with power, but you got to get free from you first. Because if you don't, God's bypassing you. He's finding vessels that he can land on right now. But we have so many people that are stuck in the mindset of doing church as usual. And so they're going and it's a psychological thing. Thank you, Holy Spirit. And I was talking to some of our leaders this morning about this. And it's a psychological thing in the church where people come in and they treat church like it's a, a, a part of their weekend. 
It's like, ah, it's Sunday. I can go to church. I can kick back and I can just re relax and listen to the message and just kind of socialize. And so it's not a place where they're coming to be transformed anymore. It's more of a place of socialization and a place of relaxation uh, as another part of their weekend routine. And God's like, as opposed, and we were, I was talking to it with our leadership staff about the difference between that mindset versus the mindset of when you go to school and you, uh, you go to school with the uh, attitude that you know what's expected of you. You've probably paid the money to go. And so you go with the, with the expectation of rolling your sleeves up and doing hard work. And then you know that the teacher's going to require you to do a few things, which is unlike church, although your teacher is Yahweh. So he is requiring you to do a few things. And so, but we're entering into an hour now where you've got to change your mind about a few things if you want to go anywhere. And if you want to obtain the life God has for you, you're going to have to learn to grow up and show up. And you're going to have to learn to stand up to the devil around you and learn how to war in a new way if you want to move forward Yahweh's way. We're just talking about the stewardship that God has given you over your own life. So we have to know our task and why we're placed into the earth. And then yearly, we have to be faithful to do it because apostasy is already here. And many professed Christians who claim to know Yahweh have no interest in the word of God anymore, let alone being called to change so they can actually reflect his heart. This is the conversation I was hoping to enter to. Yeah, this is my conversation with my mom uh, that I had just yesterday. Um, when she was talking to me about some things that she's dealing with as a leader right now in the church, because my, my whole family's in some form of leadership, but um, she was having a conversation with me about an incident that had happened in her class. And, and it brought me back to the whole uh, truth about there are certain things love never does. It never says it never considers doing because of boundaries and things like that. If you know love at all, and it led me to ask the question, thank you, Lord. When I asked her, I said, tell me this. I said, Mom, can I just ask you an honest question? She said, yeah. I said, tell me what you think about this. And I said, where is the incentive to follow any other vessel who's doing their own thing? Where's the incentive to follow them? She said, what do you mean? And I said, well, because if, if everybody else, you know how the world behaves. The world is Looney Tune. And now they're trying to bring that into the church where everybody's starting to act looney tune because they're not getting cleaned up. I said, but where's the incentive, incentive, excuse me, of following a person who proclaims to know Christ if they're acting just like everyone else? And because if you ran into them, if they're putting on a religious face or uh, their heart is so far from God's, what would make you want to follow that person into a better tomorrow? Think about that. Why would, if I were stuck out in the world and I were an unbelievable, an unbeliever and I ran into you and you're, you're, you're going to church. I know you, maybe you're a neighbor and I know you go to church every Sunday, but you act like hell. I, I see you doing these things behind the scenes. I maybe see you participating in things that I wouldn't think would be conducive to being a Christian. What would make me want to follow you? What would make me want to follow you? Because you'd be just like everybody else. You'd be just like everybody else. And so, because if I were stuck, 
or in the church and I saw that you were stuck but claiming to be a Christian and acting like hell, just like I saw everybody else doing. There's no incentive for me to want to grab hold of what you think you have to offer when you're just as corrupt yourself. There's nothing there. So that makes me have to ask you, have you done a hard inventory? Have you done a hard inventory as everybody looks at your story? Because to me, your story should be taking you somewhere. And it should be leading others and inspiring others to want to go there with you. And if they don't, if they don't see anything different in you, they're not encouraged and they're not inspired. And they don't see that good, that pure, and that nobility on you. Because you're sneaking behind the scenes and you're doing all these crappy things that you think God doesn't notice. While you're digressing into the serpent side of yourself, you're failing that test. I don't know where the incentive would be. So God's saying in this hour, I'm not here to tickle your ears. Matter of fact, I'm here to cut your heart with the truth. So that what we're quickly entering into is a place where the older, true fathers of faith, God's defining now the truth from a lie in the vessels that we've been serving beside. And I don't know about you, I'm going to tell you this, because this dawned on me today. Um... There are fathers of faith and mothers of faith who are fixing to go home to be with the Lord. So are you ready for that? Are you the generation that God's been trying to prepare to take their place? Because what I'm seeing is a whole lot of vessels in an issue of they're, they're fixing to be in a world of hurt. That's what I'm trying to say. They're not prepared. We have a lot of people operating in Jezebel and that they're wanting to lead. And God's like, I'm not letting you lead my people. You lead them astray. You lead them right back into your stone stuckness. So no, I'm not letting you lead them. But we have true fathers of faith, true mothers of faith who are fixing to depart from the scene. And we're saying, have you gleaned everything that you can so that you can stand up in this new place of war that we're about to enter into? And when I saw that, when he said that, I thought, what? A new place of war. But of course, we move from faith to faith and glory to glory, and every level has a new devil. The Lord says, but because yes, you're about to enter into your new land. But that doesn't mean that it's going to come without a demand. And I'm demanding that you be set apart with a new heart that comes from the Father from within. Which Father do you serve? And do you even know the difference? There's a way that seems right to a man. But the end is death. So it's all about loyalties. And it's all about getting cleaned up and being uh, willing to allow God to put his finger on some things and to cut your heart over a few situations and over a few behavior patterns that you've had so that you can live in a world that can see a difference in you. Do, does the world see a difference in you? Which brings me to Psalms 95, 1 through 96, 13. And being able to praise God again in the dark places while you learn the patterns of God, which give you the ability to obtain a new direction. In this conversation, actually, it talked about Paul. And if you know anything about this scripture, it was talking about Paul right before he was getting ready to be killed. And he felt very alone. But the only thing that made him not feel alone was Jesus was always with him. 
Jesus says, I promise never to leave you nor forsake you, which brings me back to the truth of what I asked you at the very, very beginning. When you're in a dark place, do you understand how to recognize and cultivate God's voice where you, you recognize the voice of Christ other, over all other voices? Hold on one second. There you go. Bye-bye. So just block them next time they get on there, please. So um, do you know how to, do you know how to cultivate the presence of God to where, thank you very, very much, to where you know how to get yourself back into the presence of God and get back refocused? Do you know how to do that? I like what just happened to me. You have to get right back and refocused because you can't let all these serpent things distract you. You can't let serpent people distract you. People are going to do what they think is okay. They're going to do what perception, whatever level of perception they're operating in, and whether it's the truth or not. But you're supposed to be doing what God calls right, not what you think is right. See, there's a way that seems right, but the end is death. So if your ways are leading you to death instead of into life and into breakthrough, that means somebody needs to change. That might be time for a heart reevaluation. And this is kind of what God was getting to when he was talking about, do you know how to attain and step into your new direction? And I was talking to our teams about it yesterday when I had to literally ask them what they did in the dark places where everything looked like it was going south or other than what God had said. Because then God showed me, which is where God gave me the word about the screaming, screaming eagles, where he was talking about Jeremiah 20, excuse me, Jeremiah 44, 28 through 29, where he says, it's either going to be my word your word we're going to find out which one is true and i don't know about you but how many of you have ever been in those places in your life where you've gotten caught up in manipulation and control jezebel and your perceptions were off and you were praying the word of god but and then you found out that all along when when what you thought was so surely going to happen and then god said nope it's my way or hit the highway how many times in your life have you ever done that I've seen it with singles when they pray for people to be their spouses. When God's no more told them they're going to marry that person than the man in the moon. Although God tells the man who he's going to marry first. And it's usually a double thing. He tells the man first, first. And then he'll show the woman. But it's just all this manipulation going on. And God's like, I've been trying to get you free from you. And you're so busy being right that you don't even have time to listen to the truth so that you could get refocused and repositioned into right now to keep moving with the cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night. And so the Lord's saying, this is where the flesh gets in the way. And it's where the serpent side of somebody can get your eagle side misfocused if you get and you give them earsay. And then you get pulled out of the spirit and into that dark place with that demon on them. And God's like, I need you to keep your focus on me right now because I'm a God who keeps my promises. I'm a God who doesn't lie. This is what I was telling the teams yesterday. I was like, you got to know, then you got to know the word. You got to know who, who the Lord is that you're serving. You got to know what he's told you in past seasons. And you got to be able to redirect your heart back on those truths to see, <clears throat> pardon me, if, if what 
you've done up until this point has been truthfully God directing your footsteps. See, God confirms himself in twos or more. And so he starts with me first. He'll, t- he'll confirm himself in my quiet time. That's why I got to be in the word every day. Why you got to be in the word every day. And then he'll confirm himself through the prophets around you, through prophetic friends. And it may not even be you seeking them out. It'll just come up in conversation and you'll, you'll know you're right on track. You're right on track. But if you're dependent upon other people to lead you in this day and time, you're sorely mistaken and you're setting yourself up to be misdirected, which is why God's saying you got to be in my word. So if I know how to maintain my focus like an eagle, well, if you know how to maintain your focus, there's nothing that's going to stop you from getting into your tomorrow. Not even evil people or fake Christians or the occult proclaiming to be something they will never be. And it's all about whose voice you're listening to, ourselves, the devil, or God. Because Paul listened to God, and so should you. Which brings us to Proverbs 26, 9 through 12 as we wrap up today. And it says this, As a thorn goeth up into the hand of a drunkard, so is a parable in the mouth of a fool. Did you, get, did you grasp that? One that's just drunk on themselves basically or someone trying to speak wisdom when they're really foolish and it states that the great god that formed all things both rewarded the fool and he rewarded transgressors but as a dog returneth to his vomit so a fool returneth to his folly you grasp that you grasp that so He's basically saying there's a way that seems right to a man. I keep repeating that scripture over and over to you. But the end is death. You can think you're right all day long. But if you keep going back the same old way you've done things. And let me finish the last part of that scripture too, by the way, to wrap that up. Because I didn't realize that this was on the other page. But it says the last part of that scripture saying, Seest thou a man wise in his own conceit? There is more hope of a fool than of him. That's people that are determined to be right. People that are stuck in their own ways. And they're so sure they're right. Yet even when God's in their face with the truth of the prophets and the truth. And he's been telling the whole way of Yahweh. This is my way. Walk ye in it. I'm doing things a different way. Yet they're determined to be stiff-necked and do it their way. Which usually ends to death. It leads to death. I hope you're encouraged today. Again, my name is Dr. Missy Hood. I hope you enjoy the 15-minute rev. I do them on Tuesdays and Fridays. The day got away from me today. It always gets away from me these days. We're so busy these days. But I hope you enjoyed it. If you do enjoy it, hit the subscribe button. I'm not going to go over all that with you. But as well as joining me again on Friday. And again, I'm going to repeat. We're going to be opening this up on our Monday Night Lives for you guys who want a little bit more. This You like the 15-minute revs, but you're wanting a little bit more information And we want to give you a taste of that. We want to give you and invite you to a free class that's every other Monday. It's called Monday Night Live with Sonia Vega. She's one of our teachers. We have a great teaching staff here. And we want to teach you about how to do high-level intercession and how to battle the witchcraft and how to teach you how to step into the higher things of God. And if you like that, then hopefully you'll you'll consider about being maybe a part of this team or being a part of this ministry where we can start taking you through the deliverance and getting you cleaned up Because the Lord's saying, I have a great, hey there, how are you doing? 
And I, praise God. I'm glad you're encouraged today. I'm glad you're, I'm glad you're encouraged. I think everybody needed this. And when the Lord was talking to me about this, I really, when I got the screaming eagle comment, I, I was ecstatic because, especially because when he told me, you passed the test, you passed the test. And so, but we want to give you a taste of what Ezekiel's will is all about. So if you're interested in doing that, consider watching the Monday Night Lives with us. We're going to be posting uh, the, the links on here when we get ready. God bless you. Or you can email me at yeshuanavigator at gmail.com and we'll sign you up on our list and we'll be emailing you a link. Okay. But until then, you'll catch me on Friday and I'm going to get going with the rest of my day. You guys go have yourself a great rest of your Tuesday. And I'll see you then. Bye-bye.